Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's dare to multiply. What is a Discovery Bible Study? Is it a program I can buy? Where do I find one? How do I do this thing that I keep hearing about? Or sometimes we call it a DBS. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about what is a Discovery Bible Study? How do we use them effectively? And I'll give you a a spoiler alert. You don't have to pay anything for it. It's free. So um, I'll be talking about that in just a minute when we come back. Are you busy but not seeing the fruit you long for? Dissatisfied with your present level of impact on those around you? Or frustrated with traditional methods of discipleship that don't seem to be effective? If so, the Getting Started in Disciple Making Movements course may be just what you need. Inside the Getting Started program, you'll get access to a step-by-step proven approach to making and multiplying disciples. Not only will you receive 25 short and practical video teachings spread out over six modules, but you'll have a chance to connect with others for group coaching via our monthly Zoom calls. And even more importantly, you'll become part of a global community of like-minded people from all over the world who are passionately committed to following Jesus and impacting others around them. If you want to get unstuck and begin moving forward as a disciple who makes disciples, I encourage you to go to courses.dmmsfrontiermissions.com and sign up for this powerful program today. And now to today's episode. So this question came in from a pastor friend who um, has been an amazing friend and supporter of us for a very long time. And I've been talking to him about disciple making movements and some of the exciting things that are happening around the world. Uh, those who are taking our online course and seeing multiplication and some of the movements that are kicking off now into the exciting exponential curve where you start to go from, you know, 600 believers to 2000 believers in six months. And things are just starting to really accelerate as the, the generations, you know, continue to move forward and the DNA is already set in place. And Um, I've been talking to him about that, and he asked me this question by email. He said, so tell me, Cynthia, what is a Discovery Bible study? Where do I buy it? I need this. And uh, so I thought, you know, there are a lot of people out there who might be listening to this podcast who don't know what a DBS or Discovery Bible study is. So I wanted to take uh, an episode and talk about this. And if you are someone who's familiar, you may gain some new insights or you may have other things that you do. You may not do it just like I described, but um yeah, I'd be really interested in your feedback, those of you who are listening in. So the Discovery Bible Study is not a it's not a curriculum you can buy, right? It's not something that's on sale on Amazon. <laughs> you can go buy your curriculum and run your church people through it. It's not a program. It is a process that practitioners all around the world who are seeing disciples multiply many of them use the discovery bible study as one of the what we might call drivers 
of multiplication. It's a, it's a set of questions that was developed by a man named David Watson. He was the author of um, Contagious Disciple Making, I think was the name of the book he wrote. He worked in India many years ago. And um, they, they developed this set of questions that kind of became a system that then many people around the world started using in different variations. And um, it's, it's not a legalistic thing. Um, before I share what those questions are, some of the principles behind it is you want to be able to do it with seekers. Um, so that when you're doing this Bible study, they don't feel intimidated, like they have to just listen, or they can't also contribute. It's discovery learning based. So um, rather than preaching at people or teaching a Bible study and then discussing it, it's from the very beginning, very participatory. Everyone is engaged in the process of exploring what that scripture has to say. Uh, everyone is listening to the Holy Spirit and, and giving their thoughts and their feedback. Um, everyone is learning and put uh, learning the story or retelling the story in their own words. So it's very participatory from the get-go rather than being um, content-driven or something that requires someone who's a, a skilled teacher. Um, it's more of a facilitation style approach. And um, there's there's different ways, you know, that, that people do it. But let me just share the sort of typical questions that are asked in a discovery Bible study, um, especially as you're doing one with seekers, uh, but really, really with anyone, we often will use these questions. So the, the first question is, what are you thankful for? Uh, or you might say, what are you thankful to God for this week? What's happened this week that you're thankful for today? And so everyone in the group shares, what are they thankful for? And it's, it's in a sense, a way of acknowledging the goodness of God, of worshiping God through thanksgiving. And each person shares, you know, a couple of sentences of something that they're grateful for. And even someone who's not a believer can do that, right? They can share something they're thankful for that happened in their week. And then you ask, and what are your challenges? What challenges are you facing right now? And um, that creates an opportunity for openness, for transparency, for the sharing of um, concerns and needs. And usually we have everyone share, or sometimes we might break into groups of two or three. If you've got a larger group of seven or eight people, maybe, you know, you have the women in one group and the men in the other, or you share in smaller groups so that people get to share a little more deeply. You don't take a lot of time on this but you might take, you know, 10 minutes for everyone to share what was their concern. And then if it's appropriate to pray for one another, pray into those challenges that are there. Then the next thing you do is you look at a Bible passage. And again, I recommend that this be a short passage. One of the things that makes Discovery Bible Study difficult is when we use multiple passages or when we use too long of passages. It makes it very difficult for people to internalize the scripture and be able to repeat it or retell the story to other friends and neighbors, family members. Uh, so you read, you, you read the passage, a short passage, um, usually like five to seven verses. Don't go too much longer than that. You read the passage. And then after you've read it at least two times, sometimes more than that, you have each person retell it in their own words. 
And um, this is not a time for people to interpret it. If people start to interpret or say what they think about it, stop them <laughs> gently and say, no, let's just retell what the scriptures say. Just put it in your own words. Retell what you hear the Bible saying here and let them retell that in their own words. Um, I also suggest that you start with story-based passages rather than um, using you know, Romans or some theological book, start with stories from scripture. Um, I often would start with the, the parables of Jesus or go through uh, the go gospel. Um, there's lots of story sets that you can choose from. I'll talk about that in a minute. But have everybody retell it. And that may take, you know, I was just leading one in Kenya the other day, and I think we reread we re the story about six times before everyone heard it enough, internalize it, and they could repeat it. Um, and don't skip or rush to the discussion questions too fast. Um, make sure everyone in the group can retell the story well before you move on and into the discussion. Then the discussion questions, um, often people will start with, what do you like about this passage? Giving people a chance to share. What do you like about it? And then what do you not like about it or find difficult to understand? That's another question that can be asked. Then after that, what do we learn about God in this passage? Um, and, and kind of stick to the topic of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. What do we learn about the Godhead here in this passage? Again, not everyone has to respond to every question, but you want most people to respond to most of the questions, if that makes sense. Um, if you have a little bit bigger group, um, you're going to have, you might need to call on some of the people who aren't responding. So everyone gets a chance to participate and share their thoughts and, and be thinking rather than just be a, an observer. We want everyone to be a participant, not an observer, right? And so they, they share what they think about those questions. What do you learn about God? What do you learn about people? And then you go to the question, how are we going to obey what we're learning in this passage this week? What are we going to do to obey? Um, how are we going to apply this to our lives? And in that in that section, you want you want people to be specific, not too general. And this takes practice. The first time people might be more general, but you can give your own example by being more specific. For example, if you're studying a passage on prayer, you don't want people to say, this week I'm going to pray more, right? No, you want them to say, well, when are you going to pray? <laughs> and and um, who are you going to pray with? And, you know, be more specific. Like, I'm going to go for a prayer walk every day when I get home from work and pray for my neighbors. That's what I'm going to do this week. So then you can be accountable for that. The next week when you meet, you can say, did you do that? How did it go? Let's share how we did with our action steps, or sometimes people call them I will statements. Um, how did you do with those statements of I will do this um, in response to the word of God and being obedient to it? Again, you're trying to build this DNA of immediate obedience and accountability for obedience to one another right? In a friendly way, not in a, not in a top down, really demanding way, but being accountable to one another for obedience to the word of God. Um, that really, really brings about transformation in people's lives. And it also helps to multiply disciples. And then the last question in the DBS is who are we going to share this with? 
right? Or who am I going to share this with this week? Um, and they may, you know, name someone they're going to share this exact passage with that is applicable to, or they may say, you know, I don't know anybody I can share this passage with, but I really want to share my testimony with these two people who are my neighbors. I've been praying for them. Um, so you make specific outward focused goals of what we're going to do to not just follow Jesus, but fish for men this week, right? As we see the twofold calling there in Luke 5. So we're going we're gonna to outward focus, look at who we're going to share with, who we're going to reach out to, who we're going to share what we're learning with. And, you know, again, another little tip, don't let people get away with just saying, I'll share with my children or I'll share with my husband, right? That's, that's good and fine. And, you know, maybe the first time you let them say that, but you want people to be thinking about who are they going to, who are they going to reach out to? Because again, one of the, the, the biggest challenges is house churches tend to be inward focused and real relational and fellowship focused, but we really want the focus to turn outward, especially at the end. We've had time of sharing, ministering to one another, fellowshipping around the word, but now we want to turn it outward and we want to say, now who else needs to hear this? Who do we know that we can share this story with? Who do we know we can, we're going to, we're going to try to share our story or God's story with this week. Who are we praying for an opportunity to have a spiritual conversation this week? So you want to turn the conversation outward at the end of the discovery Bible study. Now, uh, one other thing I want to say is there's there's kind of two different ways of doing this. One is just the classic Discovery Bible study, which I just described. Another one is what we call the three-thirds meeting, right? And um, the three-thirds meeting starts with looking back and then looking up and then looking forward. And what we do in the way we train people is we incorporate the Discovery Bible study right into the three-thirds meeting. Um, but there's just a few other kinds of elements that are there. Like uh, in the look back section, there's the, um, you start with member care. How's everybody doing? You know, and then you, you go into um, a time of worship, right? And um, praising the Lord. And then you go into a time of the accountability, friendly accountability. What happened last week? How do we do it? Following Jesus. How do we, how do we do it? Fishing for men. And then you're having vision casting for the lost. So that's what we usually do in the look back section. The look up section is the discovery Bible study. You're reading the passage, repeating the passage, discussing the passage. And the look forward section is the last two questions of what will I do to obey and who am I going to share with? And then a prayer of commissioning of sending everyone out. So there's kind of these two little variations that are the most um, common, I would say with the discovery Bible study. And um, yeah, we encourage people to start with a set of scriptures, like 30 to 50 scriptures. Um, often if you're working in a, a context where people are not um, not yet Christians, you might want to do what we call a creation to Christ story set, where you start with creation, you move through the Old Testament, building that understanding, and then moving into the New Testament. Um, I want to give a shout out for the, the Discover app, Discover discoverapp.org is where you can look that up. And um, they have a great set of story questions right there in a really simple to use little app. 
uh, you can use that to get questions. You can write to us as well. We'd be happy to send you or connect you with some links to question set or to story sets. And um, if you are, yeah, if you're interested to have this in a written form, what I just described, it's in the back of my book, The Multiplier's Mindset. If you've already bought a copy of that, it's one of the appendixes. Um, or you can go to our website, dmmsfrontiermissions.com uh, slash blog, and then just put into the search three-part meeting and it'll pop up there for you as well. So I hope this is helpful um, in understanding a little bit more about what is the Discovery Bible Study. I'll be right back in just a minute with an action step for you. Imagine a world where passionate followers of Jesus come together to multiply, transforming lives beyond imagination. Instead of toiling with little fruit, what if God's abundance flowed beyond your wildest dreams? Picture those you've invested in sharing Jesus freely, creating a ripple effect of disciple-making. In her new book, The Multiplier's Mindset, Cynthia Anderson reveals how shifting mindsets can revolutionize disciple-making. When Cynthia and her colleagues experienced these mindset shifts, they saw enormous results including the launching of 19 multiplying movements in Africa and Asia, transforming tens of thousands of lives. This book will help you discover hidden harvesters, see church members move from passivity to passion, and release the power of simplicity in multiplying disciples. Don't remain stuck. Learn to move toward greater fruitfulness. Visit MultipliersMindset.com and get your copy of The Multipliers Mindset today. You may have noticed that I like action steps. And at the end of every podcast, I'm coming back to you with some takeaways that I've personally got out of the interviews or some kind of way to apply and put things into action. And that's because I'm trying to build within you that normal pattern, right? Whatever we learn, we need to pass on to others and we need to put it into practice. So what I want to encourage you to do this week is if you have never started a discovery bible study you've never done one go ahead and go to the website like i said or purchase my book and go to the appendix and see that um, and try it i want you to try it with try it with your family if that's easier you know um after dinner one night say hey let's try this discovery bible study and and experiment with it try it um by, we learn by doing, right? And then if you, you get stuck or you have obstacles, please feel free to reach out to me. I would be more than happy or my team to respond to you and, and give you some tips or further feedback on how to do this. But try it if you've never done it before. And if you have done lots of Discovery Bible studies, then I would just invite you to evaluate right? It's good to evaluate. I've started in certain ways and made tweaks or changes to the way I did Discovery Bible Study. So if you've been doing it for a while, think about what's working well and what isn't working. Like ask yourself the question, are we really doing friendly accountability where we're asking people at the beginning whether or not they did their action steps or their obedience steps? Maybe you need to strengthen that or Ask yourself, are people really having enough time to learn the story, to repeat it? <clears throat> what could we do to improve and strengthen the way we do Discovery Bible Study so that um, the system is working? Kind of the gears are all, are all coming together so that you're seeing um, that sort of system that 
naturally generates multiplication and and transformation in the process of discovery. So um, that's my encouragement to you. If you've never done it before this week, do a discovery Bible study, at least with your family and try it out. And if you have, take time to evaluate what's working well, what's not working in the way you're doing DBS or Discovery Bible Study. So God bless you guys. I'll see you in the next uh, episode in another week. Bye for now. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.